0: Welcome back to a brand new episode of Full Metal RPG, episode number 69. I am your host, Brennan Carrion. Today I'm joined by two esteemed colleagues, none other than Adam Sink. What up, Adam? Not much. How's everybody doing? I think everybody's great. Yeah. Seems always. like everybody is fucking great, man. <laughs> we got some drinks. Hell yeah, yeah. That hell yeah. Helps. And to my left, I have the
1: one, the only Richie Buzzkill. What up, Richie Buzzkill? I'm glad to be here. And I'm glad <laughs> to throw a wet blanket over everyone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had I had a I had a friend, a friend of the show, Mark Boardman, who will really essentially be the only shout out that we have. This week. We don't really talk to a lot of people this week. Didn't really get a lot of people listen to the episode, the last episode. They seem to they seem to like it. So people are listening. That's good. Cool, cool. Love that. Thank talk you to Zemo for, a bit. Thank you for listening. What up, Zemo? But uh Mark Boardman, he's basically the only one that hit me up, and he he asked if you were actually vegan straight edge, because I made some kind of <laughs> remark. And he goes, Is that why he's buzzkill? I'm like, No. No. <laughs> no.
1: No, not at all. No, no.
0: <laughs> no. All right so guys what's up how's everybody holding up everybody getting some games on yeah i got <laughs> I, yeah, I love i love i love the, the yeah. look over the side yeah seriously um, that was like a freeze frame
2: i got some purchases frame. on i didn't really all right. get any well, yeah sorry
0: let's, right, let's start about let's start with the uh what are we what we've been buying adam you buy anything good lately buddy
2: I picked up Wrath and Glory and the Dark Tides book. I finally broke down and invested into that game line. So what I the, think I mentioned fuck? Wrath and Glory before, but you um, did, yeah, yeah I, I got the Dark Tides adventure book. What the hell that. is that? That is uh, just a series of linked adventures for the setting, um, the Gilead system that is inside of the core rule set. The Gilead system, meaning like a fictional space system. A fictional space system, yes. Not the actual rule system. It is a subsector of space that the Imperium controls. And there's some adventures that you can do in that area. Cool. Cool, man. Dig it. Uh, How is uh, Dark Tides? It has been good so far. There's a couple changes that I'm going to make to it. I'm trying to decide if I want to run that or if I want to get the Dark Heresy soul reaper series the ones that deal with the dark eldar it's just one carrying. book yeah i think it's just it and run that instead i'm i'm kind of hemming and hawing between the two do you have it of course i have it okay. i have most of that stuff all right cool i just don't have second edition
0: right 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 yeah i know that's a good book the mm-hmm. uh de book for um for dark heresy that's right. a good fucking book. i was pretty I it's heavily not, invested is it for rogue in trader?
2: oh fuck i don't know it Whatever. might be for rogue trader i i think i think it might be I'm trying to remember. All of those lines kind of blended together because they all used yeah. a very similar rule set, and we'll we'll have more on that later. More on because we have a review of Wrath
1: and Glory.
0: Come up. Oh, did you hear that, kids? Review time! It's review o'clock.
1: So, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, so Richard, you
1: bought some stuff. What did you, know, you get? I, I bought. What did you spend your right ducats now. on, Richard? I, I spent uh, my ducats on a Star Wars West End Games the f- first edition box set re-release the anniversary the 30th re-release, anniversary yes. of the the glimmer of hope before the crushing uh,ness of the prequels uh <laughs> it's in the the black slip case i see yeah it's it's i that, thought it was going to be kind of cheesy because the wrapping on the outside looks kind of cheesy
0: the wrapping on the outside looks like shit but when you unwrap it it looks fucking badass yeah it
1: looks rad it's got like black on black star wars on one side and like The cover in like iridescent ink on the other side, but like tastefully small and it's like the
0: classic New Hope cover. It's not like Mm -hmm. some bullshit. Let me just say
2: this is why I don't like when role playing books are sold wrapped. Wrath and Glory is sold wrapped.
0: Oh my god, the vampire
2: stuff is sold wrapped. If I can't interact with it, feel it, touch it, smell it, all that stuff, I. It makes it a much harder proposition.
1: Oh, that shit looks good. But the shit it, looks good, bro. And, they, and then they did a really nice job. The covers got the kind of cloth texture oh, to it. Oh
0: yeah. Hey, it's like uh, like in the '80s. Remember when uh, when books they weren't like just super smooth. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the. It's shit. the
1: old school
2: tactile
1: covers oh with kind of the ridges God. in them, and, and they replicated all of the the, the color inserts from with the uh, weird, uh, the weird like commercials <laughs> right for things that were because uh, that was always too. the interesting
2: thing about that book was it was mostly black and white on that heavy paper and then every once in a while there was a single color page inserted amidst the proceedings yeah, do you like, smell it? it smells delicious yeah Yeah. it's got a really nice smell I mean,
1: it's got and it, I, I've mostly familiar with 2nd edition because mm-hmm. that's what I played that was my first role playing game
0: 2nd edition uh, WEG Star Wars yeah and I
1: even have my original book Ooh. here is, uh, is uh, that was my first book I ever bought wow because uh, that was the first game I ever played and uh, is
0: this it is this the actual that's one that's the actual one oh wow teenage teenage uh Richard
1: played this, huh? Yeah, the, the, the corners are nicely little like doggy yeah. worn away. I love like, it. I love it. Did you, just, did you like well carry loved. it to school? Oh, yeah. In, like, no, it was totally, it's totally in my backpack a lot oh, of days. Oh, man. At school. It's well loved. That's I'm what happens this to it.
0: This was from the era when Star Wars wasn't like ubiquitously at like every store in your face constantly. And it was like mm-hmm. this kind of little thing. It was like this dying light. And like only the nerds were like keeping it
2: alive, you know? Well, because I hadn't had ah. anything done with it since what? Like we're Return of the Jedi, yeah. right? It had but, sat on a shelf for a decade. The thing
0: is, is even yeah, Return of the Jedi wasn't like that old in like 1992. I mean, it was like old enough, but it wasn't like like I think there's I think there's more time has elapsed between now and when Episode One came out than between 1992 and this was published and um, Return of the Jedi. Think about that, fucking. Episode one is twenty years old now.
2: Yeah, but nobody's like, got all this. Well, I I shouldn't say nobody. Oh, the people, people I nostalgia. know don't have a lot of nostalgia for Episode one.
0: And this uh, uh, look, we're, this is not a Star Wars podcast. We're not gonna make it a Star Wars podcast. But Episode one is the best of the prequels, and the prequels somehow right. <laughs> are like somehow make the new ones. Like, like the the new the, the new ones are crappy compared to the the prequels somehow I don't know how that is considering how garbage the prequels are Richard I see that you had made a
1: face the new ones uh, suck uh, I I enjoy the new ones more than I did the prequels except for the one fight in a uh, Phantom Menace that's still the the end it's super fight is, great it's the baddest it's super lightsaber great. fight ever ma- I love made. love but like
2: I will still submit that Rogue One. Is better than Return of the Jedi or any of the prequels. Whoa. Wow.
0: I don't know if I'll. I can't, will not agree with you on the Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. But definitely
2: better than the prequels. I oh, agree. I hate Return of the Jedi. I hate it so much. Oh,
0: fuck you, man. It's got a fucking Jabba the Hutt.
2: It does have Jabba, Jabba, the, Jabba the Hutt. Of the Hutt. All right, dude. the first, I guess. 30 minutes of Return of the Jedi is good. And then everything that comes after it. Are you an Ewok hater? Is a, oh, I is hate the Ewoks. Ewoks. I hate God the Ewoks. Damn. I hate the throne room scene. I, there's oh, a lot of that stuff no. I just hate. You hate
1: the throne room I scene? I hate the whole just like the Emperor histro- like over the top oh, cackling the whole time. God. It's just weird. But, but like... I I was, like, not a fan of the Ewoks. I was okay with them, but I was not a fan until I realized they were going to eat sentient creatures that they clearly knew were sentient. (laughs) So, like, I was, like, they're way cooler than I ever gave them credit for. There's a dark edge gonna, that like, they
2: don't really explore. Yeah, they don't. Because at the end, they're they playing the stormtrooper helmets and you're like, what happened to the bodies, guys? <laughs> yeah. What happened
1: to
0: the bodies? I know they're eating them. <gasps> Princess Leia's like chowing yeah, down on some stormtrooper legs too. She's eating <laughs> the a stormtrooper clone. leg. It's a clone. Clearly, it's Doesn't not even matter. <laughs> it's fine, guys. It's All like right. a 50-year-old dude clone. Sounds sounds these, great. These movies <laughs> make no sense. All right, so now that we were done with that, that. anything else you want to say about uh weg star wars um, uh reissue you're produced? gonna compare
2: and contrast first and co- well, second right cause,
1: like i i know second pretty well but i was re-, re i was starting to read the first edition book and i was like oh shit there's some cool stuff here that even now we're starting to reintegrate like they're like oh the characters should be connected they don't say that in second edition, but they say it in first edition. Weird. So like, hmm. it, there's some there's some like stuff that we are g- getting back like twenty years later. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, that they had in first edition. So and first edition was the the thing that kind of brought Star Wars back. They wrote a bunch of stuff, and then people used it in the extended universe to make cool shit that got then denied in the legacy all so, I gotta yeah. say is
2: times an endless circle everything we did or ever gonna do gonna repeat itself over and over
1: <laughs> anyway that's that's kind yeah. of what I would say I think it's a worthy product and uh, don't let the stupid rapper fool you
0: it's yeah actually cool. that that wrapper makes it look like balls and uh I would not have purchased it but um I
1: will say it, I wish
2: I wish that the rapper did not have the little fantasy flight logo on it if they could, oh, you mean if the slipcase? Yeah, yeah slip if they could have struck that off the slipcase. I would have, I would have preferred that. You but that's it. okay. I understand they got to brand their company. Yeah, man. Well, they, they put it out. They they shoved, they shuffled dude, up the money to make it happen. They, yeah, so. they spend
0: all that money to hold mm-hmm. on to that 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 uh, contract, but the, or the license rather. But I don't think that that license is as expensive as it once was. I, I don't think, think so. But yeah, I will well,
2: say, if they come out with the second edition anniversary edition, I will grab that as well. Oh, yeah. Did you get this one? I did get that one. Yes, I have that one. Oh, I gosh. bought it. I think I bought it when it came out because I was super pumped for it. I feel it.
0: so sad. <laughs> this is my first, uh, what did we buy on the gaming budget, the new gaming budget. Right. And, uh, it's been going on for a little while now and, uh, you know, I didn't get really anything. <laughs> you know? I, uh, what did I buy? I bought, um, so I'm running, from, I'm running Shadows of Demon Lord for Role Playing Club. Right. And, uh, so i bought an adventure for it called uh fuck what's it called it's got it's got a really weird name good the, the pirate queen's gold or huh. queen of the golden isles or some shit something like that anyway um it's not bad it's a series it's like dark tides it's a series of interlinked adventures right. um one of the things that's kind of interesting about it is that uh the adventures are written in a way that allows you to run them either as their own kind of little drag and drop into your campaign or do it as like a little solo adventure or string them all together so they don't actually have a um point at the end where it goes like okay now because you did this it leads into this adventure on the next one so that's really up to you to to build which I love, cause I love that style. When I was doing uh, Pathfinder, Council of Thieves, I would do that stuff anyway. I'd have like big downtimes between the between the books, and I'd have little side adventures and stuff between the books. And I always found it to be kind of like a pain in the ass to have to like write around the thing that was like, oh, and then like in the final scene you meet this dude, and then the first scene in the next book is he takes you to the to the fucking tavern and tells you what the plot of the next book is gonna be. You know right. what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, it's always difficult when they presuppose what happened and then you're going, How do I mm-hmm. how do I retrofit this into what actually yeah. occurred?
0: Yeah, so I really like uh Schwab's take where he really lets he he writes kind of minimally and then he lets you do with it what you want to do. Now, funny story, I don't know, did I tell you this on the last episode? I sent away for it on Did I tell you the story? I sent away for it on uh drive through RPG. Right? So I get it POD. And then like I, I got the I sprung for the PDF and physical copy version because I, I, I prefer to have the physical copy behind the screen with me and I like to flip through it and all this other shit. Um, I don't like scrolling, but I got the PDF just so I could run it because I needed it like right then so I could get it ready to go. So the physical copy shows up like literally on the day I'm supposed to run. I've already been done my prep on the PDF, but the physical copy shows up on the day I'm supposed to run. I'm like, cool, timing on that's perfect, right? Cut it open, sit down on my couch. It's the right cover with the wrong interior. <laughs> I think you did show me this, yes. Wow. It, it, on the inside, it had a uh, adventurer-conqueror-king adventure. Just like stapled in there, like a complete misprint. It was like super weird, and it was like it was like trippy. Where I was like trying to figure out what the fuck I was looking at for a second. I was like, I was like, look at these maps. I remember these maps from the PDF, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh fuck, this isn't the wrong goddamn adventure. How was customer service to deal with? Uh, super easy. Oh, like great. Uh, like, I mean, I know that I dog uh, drive through for like the quality, quality. of the paper yeah. and for the color and price you know, resolution, price on the shipping stuff like that. All that having been said, when something went wrong, which was, again, their fault, um, all I had to do was write them an email. I was like, yo, I got the wrong thing. I still need the, the right thing. And they literally, like, uh, shipped it to me super fast in their, like, highest-level shipping. That, like, and they're just like, boom. Oh, nice. Just, just made it right right away. So, you know, when you're on drive-thru, you can at least buy with confidence, which is nice.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, like, I had, I had by accident... Bought a bunch of things in a row, and I was like, "Oh, sh-. well, no, it <laughs> yeah, was that it was, sounds like a big accident." Well, no, it was it was a bunch of print on demand Kickstarters that kind of Oh, and, yeah, and they, yeah, and, and I didn't realize it was like the next day when a bunch of them had dropped. So mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay, can we please like." Combine this all, and they're like, no, we can't, but we can refund this, and you can rebuy it, so you can combine your shipping. Oh, that's good. So, so they did, the customer service is actually really good, as much as we complain about how shitty the books are. Yeah, that is really true. <laughs> so big ups to
0: uh, uh, Drive Through RPG for coming through strong on that one, um, in the face of my constant mockery and ridicule. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so, uh, what did we play, guys? Did we play anything? it has been, you know, we didn't really talk about that last time. Uh, what have we played since,
1: um, fucking New Mexico? Uh, I played Christopher's, Christopher Gray's uh, Great American Novel. Oh,
0: how was that?
1: Uh. Pray tell. So, I, uh, I also kind of help out with, there's a streaming channel called Girls Game 2. Uh, I'm technical director advisor uh whisperer whatever you want to call it janitor um (laughs) (laughs) custodian custodian Custodian. yeah thank you uh and uh we we had a lot of technical difficulties but once we figured that out like this stuff his his stuff is always just sings in in that like oh you need to like work from your emotional state to do something like we were doing, we we're trying to figure out like, cause great American novel, you don't come, you, he, the game master doesn't prepare anything. You kind of figure out what you want to play at the table. So like you say, you write down what themes you want to r- run through. Everybody's kind of, it's, it's the very indie. Like let's buy into this whole thing. And we ended up basically on Indiana Jones. Uh, <laughs> That sounds like the great American novel to me. Well Yeah, this is, Jones. It's, it's
0: one of it's one of the things about the great American novel that I find a little bit perplexing is that it's that he, he was he he started out writing it so that you could play through the like a long form novel, mm-hmm. right? But people didn't know what to do with it. So he started demoing it as like let's play through The Shining or let's play through The Exorcist which right. are novels, mm-hmm. you know, right? But then a lot of people do movies out of them.
1: Well, he was running it. Okay. So this th- we only had a couple hours to to like st- it's a stream so you you don't want to go forever in a day. So uh he was running it but it 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 works really well for pretty much any any kind of like narrative fiction where you're not so concerned about trying to hit the goblin, but more concerned about the emotional state of the characters. So you're, you're like in, in the system, you're, you're kind of, you start at neutral as any character in a novel kind of does. But as you start doing things, the system, uh, you, as you fail, as you rise or fall in the narrative, you kind of shift uh, what you're gonna roll, how your stats kind of shift as your as your narrative is rising or as your narrative is falling. So it's it's kind of an interesting um, way of dealing with kind of narrative arcs in situations. So it sounds
2: like it'd be like a good con or pickup game since there's minimal prep required.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, no it it would. The only the only thing I could say is like I think. If you're going to do that, you would want to maybe do three acts instead of five acts or six mm. acts. Okay. So that does it usually have a six act structure? Yeah, it's kind of a six act structure. That's kind of. interesting. Yeah. So, and each one of them, it kind of has like kind of a a trigger to go to the next act oh, built into the act. So, cool. like you, so you, it's in the act. It says when when you're like entering the cave is something as part of the structure. So I'm sure in the in the book I didn't read the game master section in the beta that I downloaded, but I'm sure it explains like this is part of writing narratively you're going to enter this kind of state where everybody's like going into the thing that whether it's like the cave is the ball you know it could be the ball at the end of the in the middle of the book where people are deciding who they want to go out with or it could be a literal cave like it was in our indiana jones clone um where we were searching for el dorado uh in the in colorado <laughs> like it was just you know all right well i backed it so i'll be getting it this and is this is PDF christopher is gray did we say christopher, that christopher we did gray,
2: yeah <laughs> No, he's so back. He, it. It'll be showing up, and I know the PDF version's out for backers too. So,
1: um, the, beta, the initial the, beta PDF, the, the initial right. beta It's PDF not the finished No product. formatting, no right. pictures. It's
2: it's the beta,
1: but it it works. It works <laughs> really. It works really well, and I've seen a preview of the character sheets and some of the other stuff that we were we were using during the stream. And there's some really nice design there, and I know he he has a. Has some really good uh, people working on that. So I well, think it's I dig that really Art product.
0: Deco kind of cover, yeah, yeah. The logo thing. I love that. Um, I love some of the
2: graphic elements from it. There's even some dice we could hook you up with to get the Deco theme going
1: super strong.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Mark Kelly is Mark, Kelly's, Kelly's Mark Deco Kelly's Deco dice.
1: Deco dice. Yeah. you could use, do you that use for that. dice
0: in the Grandmaster uh, Oh, You do.
1: Two D six. is 2D6. Powered by the Apocalypse. I oh, would say inspired. Is, inspired. So there's, there's very few, there's moves on the, on the sheet and you have stats that you're rolling with the moves, but it's kind of that new breed of like, you don't have like a whole control panel, uh, you know, a fold out control panel of like 12 moves you can deal with. Like it's when you're rising, you have three moves, you can kind of three ways of dealing with it. If you're falling, you have three ways of dealing with it. Kind of like
0: fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. I'll be really interested in seeing that.
1: And I would really like to play a long it it's one of those things where it's like I would love to play a much longer game because I feel like that's where it would sing. Like I feel like one chapter a session
0: Ooh, would be perfect. Yeah, that'd be kinda cool. So you feel like there is a campaign mode and it's not just gonna be like kind of one off y.
1: Yeah, no, you could literally play a whole like chapter in one four hour like long luxurious like really talk to every character really have long conversations interesting it just depends on your group right uh,
0: your group. interesting all right well hey that's a strong recommendation yeah, yeah. that's a strong recommendation uh adam
2: yes you playing any games, bro I have not since the last time we got together. (laughs) I got trapped in domestic drudgery, so I have been. I didn't get my Necromunda gang painted. I didn't get anything. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. I Guys, (laughs) I I have some fucking words about that. I am just a sad, sad man.
0: Yeah. All right. See you in playing games?
2: No, no, not really. I uh, I've been sucked into the vortex of having to maintain my existence and my domicile, so that took all my time.
0: <laughs> you sound like a Star Trek character, <laughs> like it's some kind of like weird conundrum where they come down to like a planet that looks like kind of like stucco houses like uh like like fake adobe like Arizona and, and they're like and they're like what do
2: you do and he's like i maintain my domicile
1: <laughs>
2: you are not wrong but it's <laughs> yeah i don't know channel some bird person there i guess but it's oh
0: it's, shit did my voice sound like bird person you we kind of went to a oh, bird person sorry. i
2: maintain my domicile to me well Tammy.
0: i'm <laughs> i'm just doing every star trek character ever where it's like you i just, think
2: bird person is just every star trek yeah, character ever yeah
0: in, in a certain way all right what did i play um well i guess i got a couple sessions of uh shadow demon lord under my belt um you know i think that that uh some of the guys who are playing uh shadow demon lord listened to the last episode and they were a lot they took pity on me in the way that like i was i was so sad about my horror my horror game (laughs) <laughs> you guys are like all laughing and reviling me. They were they, so I showed up to the session and they were like, "Hey, dude, so we can like try harder, or whatever." And I'm like, "You know, guys, seriously, like whatever. Uh, you know, do do it, do what's fun." But I have to say that having been said, us having to come to like this comfortable middle ground where I'm like, "Look, you guys need to have fun. That's why you're here." and then them kind of realizing that, like, I wasn't going to be fed unless I could do the thing that I'm there to do, you know? Um, we, we actually had a really fun compromise. Like uh, oh, Good. Yeah, it, it, you know? Um, really? You know, it doesn't all have to be, like, super pitch black, overwhelming horror all the time. You know, you, there can be some levity, and that was fun. Uh, and then... Uh, it ended. The second session ended up on, on a really creepy note, and I was like, you know what i I feel like there's like actually some good creepy vibes in this game. Um, I'm I'm really excited for session three. I think that uh, there's like a lot of uh, interesting stuff going on with the characters, and and like like uh, like how I feel a good game runs, and uh, you know the way that Schwab wrote the campaign there's just a lot of room for the characters to breathe something into it if that's what they want to do and um i'm very fortunate to have uh dan brugman at my table uh he's a freelance designer and uh sort of like arizona gaming fixture an iron gm contender and he's just you know he just brings his a game and uh he really, he really brings it, and uh, he alters the kind of tone with what he does at the table, and the other characters respond to it and play off of it, and you know, I mean, that's, I mean, I don't know, I'm gonna, maybe I sound like a sad old man who should be in a Werther's commercial or something right now, but like... That's kind of, when you see something like that happening, when you see the chemistry is starting to gel, you know, that's like the magic of role-playing. It's really great. It's really great. great. So, so um, session one of uh, Shadow of the Demon Lord made me want to hang myself. And uh, session two was actually really fun. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm having a great time. We'll see where it
2: goes. We'll there see you where go. It goes. Turns on a time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know what? It really does. Maybe session three will be just like, just off a cliff and just a flaming wreckage. I don't know. It's entirely possible. we we'll play to find out what happens. There you go. That's right. Hashtag. you got to play to PBTA. See where they take Exactly. So, uh, you know, and then that brings us to, uh, you know, I mean, Adam and I have kind of talked about maybe doing like a new podcast that like kind of gets kind of looped in and focuses more on the miniatures gaming type stuff. But I do just want to say we were supposed to have our fucking Necromunda campaign (laughs) this last Sunday and everybody fucking called out. Like seriously, there were three of us out of nine guys that didn't call out. I told you I got
2: trapped in a domestic graveyard.
0: Fucking hell, man. I was. There was a moment where I was kind of irate.
2: There was a moment. Just losing it?
0: Well, I mean, like... I I had to take a I had to take a minute and take a deep breath and be like, dude, it's a fucking game. You know, it's supposed to be fun, and like sitting here and getting all worked up that nobody wants to come and have fun is the antithesis of fun in and of itself. Oh, wasn't I didn't want to
2: come and have fun? I I had a bunch of (laughs) shit come up. (laughs) Like life gets in life life gets in the way. Life finds a way.
0: Okay, Goldblum.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Life finds a way to ruin all my plans. I'm I'm destined not to be happy, so you just got to deal with it and accept it and move on
0: are you saying that the necromunda campaign is like jurassic park where we have the best of intentions and then it goes horribly awry <laughs>
2: yes exactly it's we're <laughs> we're out there and we're like hey we're gonna and then all of a sudden a t-rex breaks <sighs> free from the thing and starts yeah. eating people and there's uh-huh. a lawyer on a toilet and, and yeah i mean that's no, at least i got dachshund over here um <laughs> I, I, <laughs> we'll get our game we have a month no, we'll get our games we, no no it's we're gonna, gonna, gonna okay.
0: play thursday we're gonna play thursday all people that are in town Better show the fuck up and play some fucking necromunda or Brendan hashtag Capricorn is gonna get really fucking irate with people gonna because lose your shit. people I have organized this fun. People need to come down and have it now.
2: All right. Eat your I painted fun. a bunch of terrain. I painted my little just killer cyborg and all my loot N- caches. No, I got a gang relic. I know, right? We put all this
0: fucking work in on the front end. We uh, Jesus, I'm trying. I'm playing <laughs> fucking games. I'm doing, I'm doing my best. It can lead a horse to water, but you can't make can play Necromunda.
2: It's true. That's yeah. a
0: new saying. Anyway, so that's <laughs> a, <laughs> that's what we've been up to. Uh, we should do like a little break right here. What do you think?
2: We should do a little break
0: right here. We should also do sponsors. <laughs> all, right, all right. Do the sponsors then. <laughs> all right.
2: <laughs> I mean, I want to... Like, <laughs> are we just going to do that? All right. So, Full Metal RPG is sponsored by the Game Depot in Tempe, Arizona. <laughs> now, nah, it. The Game Depot is run by Dave and Patty. They're close friends of ours, Good friends of the show. And they're located on Southern and McClintock by the YCs, the Rehome Store, and the Sprouts. If you're looking for games, hit up the Game Depot in Tempe, Arizona. Let them know we sent you. They've got role-playing games, board games, miniatures, so much Warhammer. Come and check it out. And our Friday Night Game Club is hosted out of there as well. And that brings us to our other sponsor.
0: Exalted Funeral?
2: Exalted Funeral. Tell us about Exalt Funeral. Exalted Funeral, we've got Matt Waste running Exalt Funeral for all of your OSR needs and cool shit with the ultraviolet grasslands Kickstarter kicked off, that should be showing up there eventually, but they've got Lamentations of the Flame Princess, they've got a bunch of cool indie stuff to check out, shirts, accoutrements, anything that you would want, you can find it at Exalta Funeral.
0: Yo, they got that like real deal occult shit there, so like if you're like one of those dudes and you're like, whoa. Role-playing games did exactly what all the Christian fundies said it was going to do. And it you read me that down, chick track and took it too like, seriously? Like like it led me down the primrose path. I now am an occultist. You can go there and get your occult shit. Put a hex on us. That fucking occult shit looks stuff. rad, dude. Those yeah. books are fucking, they're like all leather-bound and cool-looking. I mean, I'm, you know, what can I say? You're on a
2: budget now. I can't get them. Uh, sorry. Yeah, what can I, I say? say? Sorry, not sorry. What can I say, man? But those are our sponsors, so check them out. Let them know we sent you. Get at some it, love.
0: fools. Da-da-da. Da-da-da.
2: Da-da-da-da.
0: It's all right. All right. We'll, we'll put in some music right here.
1: Welcome back to Full Metal RPG. Uh, Brendan, Adam, what are we going to talk about now?
0: I think we have a uh, um, review from oh, yeah. from uh, Adam. I think Adam is going to give us a review of... Uh what he's been
1: reading lately what do so, you think buddy so what does the heretic think of Wrath and Glory I can do that
2: Wrath and <laughs> Glory <laughs> Wrath and Glory is a game from Ulysses Spiel North America based on the popular Warhammer 40,000 setting by Games Workshop out of the United Kingdom The game is not an evolution on the Black Industries and subsequent Fantasy Flight editions of the Warhammer 40k role-playing game, but a ground-up rebuild. Gone is the D100 percentile system, and in its place, the designers have built a D6 system. I think this is a solid choice stylistically, as Warhammer 40k players are very familiar with D6s and should have quite a few of them lying around, particularly if they've been playing the most recent edition of the miniatures game. Boo. Given that the primary market for this game would be fans of the tabletop war game, this does make a lot of sense. Weighing in at just over 450 pages, this is a decent-sized book. The hardcover has a matte finish that's pleasant to the touch. It's full color and has a number of evocative illustrations. Many of them have been pulled from the miniatures game. There are two ribbons provided for keeping track of relevant pages or points of interest in the book. The sector Mac is very well done. Everything feels very polished and professional. The first 40 pages or so are an introduction to the game with 20 odd pages devoted to the setting, which is not an adequate amount of space to get into the meat of the universe. There is so much going on in the lore and the meta of the game that attempting to condense all of the Imperium, the forces of chaos, and a handful of the Xenos races would just be a Herculean undertaking. They did do some broad strokes to the various factions, as mentioned the Imperium, Chaos, and Orcs, Eldar, and the Tau. It's not a significant problem since as previously stated the people who are likely to buy this game are fans of the setting already however if some kid comes off the street and buys this they're in for a surprise when they realize how deep this rabbit hole goes there are entire wikis and youtube channels simply devoted to exploring the voluminous lore of the warhammer universe the next section covers the rules of the game, which are rather crunchy. The core mechanic is assembling a pool of D6s, determining the difficulty numbers, and looking for 4, 5, or 6 results. 6s are treated differently than 4s or 5s and may offer an additional effect if certain criteria are met. They're called exalted icons. One die is always the wrath die, and rolling a one or a six on this die has its own special effects. Additional successes beyond what is needed by the difficulty can be shifted in various ways, such as to speed up the time required or to gain extra information. Honestly, the rules can feel a bit fussy. There is a lot going on here, and this is before we get into wrath points, glory points, and ruin, which are each acquired and spent in different ways. Individually, these are far less powerful than the older fate points from previous editions but you get a whole lot more of them combined with shifts wrath glory and ruin are the methods by which you can inject some narrative tricks and flair into the game and they work well in that capacity or you can just get re-rolls with them which is fine i guess the book goes into character creation which is 140 plus pages of rules on the various tiers which set the expected power level of the game and the different archetypes that can be played, including Imperial characters, Chaos, Eldar, and Orc. And finally, character advancement. You can level a character up to another tier if, for instance, somebody really wants to play an Imperial Guardsman in a game with Space Marines and not die horribly in the first three minutes. The main focus of the book is the Imperium, and there are a healthy, healthy number of Imperial archetypes to choose from. Everything from scavies to rogue traders to tech priests. If it's an imperial group and you want to play it, you probably can, unless you're looking for the custodes or something, but then your game's going to focus on standing around the golden throne and making sure nobody gets too close to it. Chaos, Eldar, and the Orcs only have a handful of options available by comparison. I'd expect them to be built upon in subsequent iterations. I understand including them in the core book, but it feels like they would really benefit from a deeper exploration in the future. I imagine most of the major factions will get a treatment at some point, perhaps barring Tyranid and Necrons, where free will doesn't really exist in any real sense. Following character creation, there's the combat rules. Unsurprisingly, Wrath and Glory has a heavy focus on combat and doing damage in the grim darkness of the far future that is only war. After all, the combat rules, much like the core rules, get finicky. You will need to compare your attack roll against the target's defense to see if you hit. Then compare your damage roll against their resilience to see how much damage is done. Then the enemy may or may not get a soak to see how much of the damage gets downgraded into stress versus how much is translated into wounds. There are rules on fighting mobs, grappling, critical hits, multiple actions, scattering, called shots. It gets overwhelming pretty quickly when i ran the game i did it using the stripped down rules from the quick start and i found even those to be kind of unwieldy i don't love all the various subsystems and special cases found in this section it all got to be too much and i had to reread it several times the initiative system is a curious beast there's no rules the players get to nominate one of their players to go for, or one of their characters to go first then the gm picks an npc then back to the players this is easily my favorite innovation in the game as at least tactically interesting choices and discussions among the players. Do they want the Space Ranger to try to mow down the mob or have the Psyker try to neutralize the leader first? There are tools to spend glory for players or ruin for the GM to seize the initiative that alters this flow a bit. It works really well at the table. I think it's one of the best parts of the game. The remainder of the book covers adventuring, weapons and equipment, cybernetics, vehicles, void ships, psychic powers, corruptions, mutations, the vehicle rules need more attention and fleshing out. The decision to give them a defense, resilience, and wound rating like the characters is not one I love, though I do understand why it was done. They had to keep it brief and focus on the characters. It's simply an odd choice given how almost everything else has special rules. Perils of the warp and corruption have their own specific systems that have to be interacted with, for instance. Psychic powers have the potential to be seriously unbalancing but they're a hell of a lot of fun the book culminates in a bestiary which offers a selection of iconic foes with which to harry the hapless protagonist or perhaps slow them down slightly if they're playing space marines the enemies have threat ratings to give you a sense of how they should be employed against the different tier levels a gene stealer is a significant problem for a tier one or two party but an inconvenience for a tier four character In terms of the experience, this game does give you the feeling of being in the world of Warhammer 40,000 in a way previous incarnations sometimes struggle with. The percentile system was oftentimes unforgiving, and while that was fine for a game like Only War Dark Heresy, you needed to be rather generous with bonuses when playing Death Watch or Black Crusade to make characters of that caliber accordingly epic. In Wrath and Glory, the Space Marine feels like a Space Marine. The Guardsman feels like a Guardsman. The characters work well, and each one had something unique and interesting about them mechanically. With that said, the grim, dark, and perilous nature of the 40k universe has been replaced with a far more heroic sensibility. Traditionally, there are not heroes in the lore, just degrees of awful in a sense that everything's continually getting worse for the galaxy. This tonal shift is something Games Workshop's been making in the core game with the reintroduction of the Primarchs and a focus on the Imperium as somehow being the good guys, despite being fascists that willingly sacrificed tens of thousands to keep the Astronomicon glowing and subjugating entire worlds to fuel the war machine that spun out of control. Hashtag Horus did nothing wrong. I would recommend Wrath and Glory to any fan of Warhammer 40,000 who longs to play games set in that universe if only because it's effectively the only way to do so with the implosion of the fantasy flight games workshop alliance those books are all out of print and notoriously difficult to come across at rates that do not border on extortion simply understand that you will be interacting with a traditional style game with a heavy focus on combat a few bolted on narr- narrative tricks gets the job done and in the end that is impressive enough given the source material and that's wrath and glory
1: thanks adam you're welcome So, my two heretical uh, uh, view things I observed while uh, listening to that were, uh, one, it sounds very much like West End Star Wars a little bit. Does it? Elaborate. you're rolling big piles of D6s. Now, in Star Wars, you're- It's also very similar to Shadowrun. There are a lot of
2: people who have drawn comparisons to that game as well. Does it
0: feel like that when, I mean, did, did you feel
2: like that when you're playing it? Did I feel like I was playing Shadowrun?
0: Yeah, feel, did you feel Shadowrun-y? Because Shadowrun has a very particular feel to it.
2: No, I think Shadowrun is... I didn't really have psychers or anything else. I suspect that if I were to involve a lot more of those kind of items, I might get a feel like, oh, this is the hacking part or whatever, right? Like, oh, the Psyker is going to go in and do stuff now. Potentially, maybe. But when I ran it, no, it didn't feel like Shadowrun.
0: I can see that. When I played it, uh, when I played the intro to adventure, it didn't feel very shallow on any me, even though it is dice pools and even though mm. it is d sixes. What were you saying, Richard?
1: Well, I was I was basically going to compare it to the the. It was kind of ironic that we brought up West and Star Wars because uh, the, you're also you're spending points to do things, and there's dark side points and light side points. And oh, interesting! And, and, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, so that's and and the West and Star Wars or the Western Star Wars kind of feels a little overwrought in some ways. I like it, but it's also, there's a little too much. This there. is a very, whoa, whoa. Tra-
2: this has a very trad game kind of feel. Yeah, well, I mean, I was, clearly I was saying
1: like this, this same movement mm-hmm. of moving Star Wars away from that idea has kind of drawn me back to these old books. Because, uh, <laughs> um, so anyway, that was kind of my, I think that was my observation. I, there was another one and I've lost it. In the
0: it's because of the beer. Um, w- what, What if I were to say to you, Adam, the -hmm. the, um, art in this book feels kind of weirdly
2: cartoony.
0: How would you take that? Some of it can can be.
2: The newer newer not out of the... Because there is the cover, which was a custom piece that they did. Sure. And the cover right off the bat has these very bright. But then you've got these pieces that are lifted straight out of the actual war game itself. There's some of that that um, have that feel. But no, I, you know, I mean, it's some of the, like that Gazgol is an old Gazgol drawing. I think there's, and yeah, it's some of the older Warhammer stuff does have a cartoony feel to it. A I'd cartoony say, sensibility.
0: I would say overall this, this book actually feels kind of weirdly bereft of art.
2: As it does have it, a lot of pages that have just tables, like yeah. here's a table well, or here's a wall tables, of text. not even tables,
0: just like descriptions of powers. Just like, I mean, mm. the, the front half, it seems like they were really trying to push in a bunch of art so that you could get the
2: feel of it. And then the back half, they were like, yo, yeah. you here's, to, here's weapons rules and ship yeah, rules and vehicles, like, and we're not going to bother to show you what they look like. Right, no, absolutely. Exactly, exactly. It tries to do a lot it tries to do so much in that core book. And that's where I feel like it's going to have to be expanded. Like the psychic stuff is going to need its own book. We we The vehicle stuff is going to need its own book. The orcs, the Eldar, they're going to need their own book. Chaos is going to need several books probably. We know
0: that there's more coming. We know because first of all, as you said, this is a trad game, which means that they are planning a huge lineup of books. Right. Second of all, even before this book hit, the developer was making the podcast rounds and he was talking about the um, the way that they were planning on releasing the uh, sort of like species supplements and the, the way that it was back then. And I don't know, like, you know, no plan survives first contact with the enemy, right? So I don't know where they're at now. But at that point, their plan was to do a core book and then release three um, campaign books full of interlinked adventures that was like in a triptych right and then the next one was going to be an eldar triptych where you play there were three campaign books where you played eldar characters right and that was gonna be all eldar
2: so which is interesting because in the the dark tides adventure so spoilers
0: spoilers guys
2: the one of the culminating adventures is there is you play Eldar kind of interacting with the adventure. Really? Yes, uh, you play Eldar weird. interacting with the adventure that the characters are, and you get to kind of view from their viewpoint the actions of the characters.
0: Oh, I wonder if there's some kind of interlinking thing where it's like, oh, now go back and pick up your Eldar characters from Dark Tides and now you play them on their own adventure.
2: Possibly. Interesting. So I haven't, I haven't run through it completely, but having read through the summary and the first parts of the book, it, there's a part where you do play Eldar and you're interacting with the adventure as Eldar. Does the Dark the
0: Tides Eldar. adventure seem like it's um, complete or does it seem like there's going to be
2: two more books? I imagine that there'll be more following on to it just because that's the way that these things seem to always work.
0: So. But I mean, but did but is there like a cliffhanger moment at the end oh, I or haven't, anything? I haven't
2: read through the final adventure. Oh, okay. Okay. The final adventure is the, the Eldar bit. I haven't finished that one. That's why I didn't review it. But I, I can't speak to that.
0: Like, as I sit here looking at this core book, the thing that strikes me about the way that it looks and feels is it's so tonally different from the old Dark Heresy material. Mm-hmm. And really, it's actually much closer to the way that the Privateer Press stuff for Iron Kingdoms, the Iron Kingdoms role playing game, felt. Yeah. It actually kind of, lo- it almost actually kind of looks like an Iron Kingdoms role-playing game. Well, the initial now,
2: Dark Heresy it, had that photo, manipulated photo art, right? As the covers on everything. It did, but it was also super bleak it was and very grimdark. Dark. Yeah. It was just and like... The, it was and I like, did hit on I said, "It's this is not a very grimdark sensibility. Yeah, it's a much have, more heroic sensibility. They've really But that is a way that, from that Games Workshop has been going lately.
0: Yeah. Which Ever is since the fall creepy. of Cadia.
2: It's, it it's It's this weird endorsement of the Imperium as... Good guys
0: like Wrath and Glory just sounds like the name of a skinhead group. I mean, doesn't it? A little bit. It sounds like it sounds like when you go on S- Southern Poverty Law Center and you're trying to find hate groups in your area, so you can oppose them, obviously. And uh, it just yes, sounds like, of it, course, it just sounds like. It just sounds like something like uh, some kind of identity Europa like spin off. Yeah, I don't Warhammer know.
2: Warhammer has always had that weirdly like fascist under vibe <laughs> in the Imperium. It's yeah. always had that whole religion, the cult of the Emperor, and then yeah. Space Marines going out and subjugating yeah. everyone. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I don't know, I, man. I, I'm just glad that we can finally play good guys and play the orcs. <laughs> yeah you that, can was play my, orcs. that was my second play orcs, play orcs. this is true
0: there's some serious orc shit in here there's like uh it, it's legit real deal orc orc shit in here there's a, pretty cool. there's a few
2: orcs that you can play you can't really play like <laughs> it's burnas cool as or ludas or any one of those oh, but. look
0: at this guy he's all bummed out because he can't play a luda did you ever play an orc in those other fucking games no yeah exactly um what's kind of cool about this also is that there's the keyword kind of mechanic that you pull right out of 8th edition so it's like oh I'm playing an orc with keyword clan which right. gives me Goff, powers right. that like that slot in based on the keyword and the way that they have created parallels between the uh, experience you have with the tabletop managers game and the role playing game I think is a great idea I mean, like, there's
2: an awful lot you can do with this I will say that I like Wrath and Glory a lot more than I like what they're doing with 8th edition right now so yeah,
1: well, I mean, it looked like it was even a pile of shit. Sorry. It looks like the, it looks like there was even like a chart you could like kind of help role play, like, oh, I'm I'm in a downtime scene. I'm I'm going to roll this die to find out. What yeah,
2: there's a couple little narrative point. nuggets scattered throughout the thing, but just to be clear, it is very crunchy. Yeah. So, so if I you mean, were going to uh, interact with it, expect expect that level of crunch. Yeah, be prepared for it.
0: Sure, sure. I feel you. I feel you. Does anybody else have any thoughts on uh, Warhammer 40K, Wrath and Glory, Core uh, Rules? All right. Blood for the blood God. skulls for the skull throne. Reviews for the review throne. All right, guys. Well, um, so we have coming up some uh, in May. We're, we're very lucky. We're very lucky, guys, because um, Peter Nalu and uh, Robin... Liljenberg have both already prior to this um, conducted interviews with me about cult divinity lost. Okay, so in May we are doing we're, we're going to be talking to to Peter Nalu about uh, about cult, about Helmgast, about the state of Swedish role playing. Then on the subsequent week we are going to be talking to Mateus from Red Moon Role Playing about cult and about red moon role playing then on the week subsequent to that we're gonna be talking to robin liljenberg about some of the decisions that he made as he was developing the cult divinity lost system
2: it's cult month may is cult month welcome to the cult get on it
0: now these are some of the best interviews that i have heard in full metal rpg history okay Each of the interviews that I had with these two compelling game designers inspired me to write. They're just brilliant guys. The questions that you might have about Colt and how it plays out, they will answer them for you. I highly recommend that you guys listen to the upcoming Colt May May Colt episodes promotions. And in order to inspire you to do that, we are giving away not one, not two, but three Cult Divinity Lost core books. Now, if you are a member of the Patreon and you are pledged still at the prize tier, you are entered automatically. Otherwise, be on the lookout on the Instagram. I will tell you how you can enter to win a Cult Divinity Lost core book shipped directly from us to you at no cost all right Petter in Sweden he wants you to have the books we want you to have the books we want you to experience this level of horror role-playing we want you to take a look at it take it back into your group and get the word out about cult divinity lost three core books in may okay
2: gather around the maypole it's cult time it is cold o'clock, oh, motherfuckers. Get on it!
0: All right. So, Adam. Yes. Do you want to do the like the we'll wrap up thing?
2: We will wrap it up.
1: Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Well, there Be pressed, pressed the wrap it up, but oh, you. There was did one want more thing in May. Something. Oh shit! What else? Well, oh, we're, fuck. we're doing a live. Ah! We're doing a live play. In May? Is in that May. in May? In May. It's the 20th, uh, 23rd through the twenty sixth. It's uh, the uh, twenty fifth of may at phoenix fan fusion we're doing happy is that memorial day weekend uh, i believe so yes glad i didn't make plans to be out of town Maybe all yeah. right good <laughs> got lucky there. good anyway. to hear good to <laughs> hear guys <laughs> uh, yeah. uh phoenix fan fusion happy time dungeon hour nine o'clock on saturday
2: in the evening not it, in the morning just yeah to be clear. yeah I was we're like, not
1: getting up that early i mean we would be really we're gonna be drinking then, too but, so. yeah. dude
0: dude you gotta get that booze on to Happy Time Dungeon Hour. This so is true.
2: The booze is the fuel that runs <laughs> the Happy Time train.
0: <laughs>
2: the, the booze is the fuel. I love it. Hashtag the booze is the fuel. So, yes, Phoenix Fan Fusion. Not the other thing that might get you sued. Because you're not allowed to <laughs> call yeah, things yeah, no, comic clearly. anything conventions. Nothing. No. <laughs> because San Diego doesn't like that.
0: Look, guys. Look, okay. You know what? When people people rag on the Phoenix Phoenix Fan Fusion thing, and I I get it because it kind of seems kind of weird. However, I think they make a, a strong point that. Comic cons have evolved beyond comic cons. San Diego Comic Con, with their weird little
2: jealous. It ain't about comics anymore.
0: Exactly, dude. You're going to call anything else a comic con. It's like, why do you guys call it a comic con? There's no comics. No one gives a fuck about comics at San Diego Comic Con. Anyway, rant ended. So, do we want to go ahead and. We have any other shit? We're good. What's the last
2: last shit? The last shit is if you want to get at us. Get Hit us up on Instagram, us. Full Metal RPG. Full Metal RPG. B- b- find us on Facebook, Full Metal RPG. the Search tool. It'll help you find us. If you want to email us, Full Metal RPG Official. Full Metal RPG Official. gmail.com. If you want to get at us on the internet, Full Metal I'll be posting the review of right. Wrath and Glory up there. Post haste. We'll if you want to read it, it instead of just listening to it And finally, big shout out to our sponsors Game Depot, Tempe, Arizona And Exalted Funeral ExaltedFuneral.com Check them out, hit them up Game Look Depot, Exalted Funeral And fuck Twitter, Twitter sucks Twitter can eat a dick but Don't eat, Don't use Twitter Don't use Twitter, kids Stay off the Twitters, kids Stay the It's fuck the bluebird of sadness, not of happiness Nothing good comes from there And that is it We will see you all next time. Colt May, get after it. Three books, Colt May. We want you to have them. Get at it. Don't be one of these people who wins a book and then never ever communicates with us ever. What the fuck? God damn it! Get your books. We want to give them to you so you can play and have fun. That's it. Good night, everybody. Good Good night.